All right, part two of our series, diving into the question, what's happening to faith, religion, and God? Last week, we talked about uh, our background uh, in religion and faith and God and, and what we believe growing up. And we had t- talked about this week, we were going to discuss, you know, the biggest questions surrounding faith and uh, likely have a lot of disagreements um, in this time. Uh, we're actually going to postpone that because I was, as I was doing some research and looking through and just doing my reading, some interesting statistics came up. And so today we're going to talk about these statistics, um, and it's mostly surrounded by faith in America yeah. and the decline of faith in America and also the decline of church a- attendance um, and maybe our theories as to why. Now, there's probably a lot of theories out there, and there's a lot of people have their opinions. We're going to give ours today. Um, and then next week, part three, we'll, we'll discuss the big questions. So, um, as I said, was doing some research, saw some statistics that were interesting to me. Um, scary, interesting, all the above. So the Pew Research Center um, did a poll. And in 1972, 90% of U.S. adults identified as Christian. How many? 90% okay. in 1972. In 2007, so you're a better mathematician than I am, however many years later that is. 37 years. 37 years later, 78% of U.S. adults identified as Christian. So, decline there. 16% identified as atheist, agnostic, no, no realistic affiliation. And 5% uh, identified as other religions. 2021, 63% of U.S. adults identified as Christian. 29% as atheist, agnostic, no religious affiliation, and 60%, or sorry, 6% other religions. So 1972, 90% of Americans identified as Christian. Now 2021, last year, only 63%. So massive decline there. As far as church attendance goes, church membership, and again, there's nuances to, to yeah. statistics, right? Some people... <clears throat> Uh, maybe they're members, but they don't ever attend. Like, there's a lot of different, but let's just take the numbers for what they are here. So from 1937 to the year 2000, so what is that, 63 years? 1937 to 2000. Yeah. 63 years. Church membership hovered pretty consistently at around 70% of Americans attended church regularly. So for 60-whatever years. In 2000... That number dipped quickly to 61%. So 63 years of consistency, all of a sudden in 2000, dropped down 9%, 61%. In 2020, for the first time in American history, 47% church membership. So less than 50% for the first time in American history. Church attendance was down to 47% of Americans. And what now, year again? 20. In 2020. 2020. Yeah. So obviously you have the pandemic there. I didn't, I didn't yeah. dive into the exact I would say, and details I would, of I would, it. I would argue that that number has noticeably dropped since 2020. So you think it's dropped even more yeah, since the last two years. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So whether the stats are that or not, I think it's clear at this point church attendance is down. Mm-hmm. Religious affiliation is down. So I have my theories. I wrote down a couple of things. Um, and I'm sure if you gave me an hour, I could come up with some more. Yeah. Uh, but I wrote down three. I'm curious 
What's your reaction to this? What's your thoughts? What are your theories? I'm sure we have overlapping theories, yeah. but tell me what you're thinking when you hear those stats. I want to hear yours first. Okay. Or at least one. We can go back and forth. Yeah, okay. Because I've got a couple, too. And these are in no order. I, yeah. just, I just wrote them down. But one of my theories is, and I'm sure there's data to back this up, and, and I'm not the only one that said this. Um, but because we're no longer confined to small communities, technology has exposed us to wider trains of thought. I can now listen to people, you know, coming from my small town like we listened to last week where everybody around me was a Christian, went to church, and obviously I went to public school, and I I interacted with other people, but for the most part, Mm -hmm. the the people closest to me went to church. I didn't have internet. I didn't have I, I didn't even have cable till I got to later in high school. So yeah. my exposure to the outside world was very minimal. I didn't care about the news. My world was my block and my school. Yeah. And so growing up, I was exposed to whatever my parents taught me and whatever my school taught me. That was about it. Yeah. Now, 2022, I can go listen to Joe Rogan. I can go listen to Sam Harris. I can go listen to well-known people in community in our community in our country that have very differing views than I did growing up. Yeah. I'm exposed to different, I, I moved to the bigger city now, and now I'm exposing and, and, and enlarging my circle. Mm-hmm. So to me, one of my theories is that we're just exposed to more trains of thought now. We're able to listen to different points of view, and this can translate now to, oh, well, may, I never really thought about that. Okay, that's, inter- that's an interesting point they're making. Mm-hmm. Let me explore that further. Yeah. That's one of my theories. So uh, I completely agree. Um, to expand on that just a little bit as it relates just to just to church is yes. Uh, and, th- and this has been exponentially more pronounced since the pandemic is that people will consume their spiritual feeding online. Yep. Um, so I don't feel like I have to go to a church. I mean, I have numerous friends that are like, yeah, I just, I don't go. I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't like going into church. I don't like doing that. Like anything that I need spiritually, like I could do my Bible app. I can watch this sermon. I could I can watch the best pastors from around the world teach. So why would I go to my yeah. local church? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the justification for a lot a lot of people. Um, but to your point, and then we talked about this in the wisdom pyramid, is we're in, in information overload age era where we are bombarded with information because we have access to it. And so you talk about different trains of thought is what I, what I, I think, and again, this is totally me is I think that we are grabbing uh, spirituality feeding. We're getting fed spiritually from all sorts of sources, right? I would argue that people listen to Joe Rogan and feel like spiritually I'm healthier because of that. And nothing's wrong with listening to Joe Rogan. Nothing's wrong with listening to whether it's Sam Harris or, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just blanked, uh, opposite Sam Harris. Uh, oh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Like, right? They're getting, and, and, it's, and that's the problem is, is that we're replacing ideologies with spirituality. And so we're saying, oh, yeah, I could be a better person because I'm listening to this or I'm listening to that. I'm more knowledgeable or I'm more in tune or I'm more woke or I'm more this or I'm more that. Because we have all this information, we're getting confused. What I, what I, there's two, I'm on, not on both sides. I, I think what people are forgetting 
is church is not okay, where you go get fed everything, right? That's your only source. That's, that's where you get your morality. That's where you get your spirituality. That's where you get all these things. That's, that's not the meaning of church, right? The meaning of church is to gather. Yes, it is to gather in, in God's house under the same reason, but it's community. Mm-hmm. And that's what church is. Church, the church is anywhere you go, but church is community, right? That's just a building that people gather for the reason of, of worship, right? But what church is and the, and the importance of going to church as opposed to watching it at home, watching it on, screen, on the screen, is community. What comes with community? Accountability, encouragement. Um, teaching does come from it. Um, uh, I mean, relationships. There's all these things that come with community that is so important that we've just abandoned. And again, just like everything else that we're seeing right now just socially uh, is, is we're seeing all these people isolate because you feel like I'm getting everything. And it's not the same watching something on your screen, on your little four-inch screen, as it is going in and actually doing community with someone, being connected. You can't serve your church. You can't serve your community sitting on your couch watching it on your phone or your TV. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. And that's, that's the part of, of what church really is and why people, it, it's down and we're seeing a direct correlation with really just kind of the decline in mental health. And I'm not saying like going to church is going to save your mental health. That's not what I'm saying. But the trend overall is we're isolating because we don't feel like we're missing out because we're catching up on everything on our phone. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Science data is, is telling us it is not the same. And so I think that's part of it is we have all this information, but we don't have to go in because we can still, we can still go to dinner with friends and talk about the service that I watched from my couch, but you watched live in person, Yeah, right? It doesn't feel, and, and Tiffany and I are guilty of this too. Like, we'll be like, oh my gosh, we have so much to do today, but to drive an hour to church and then drive an hour back and then we have all this stuff, let's just watch it real quick and then we're, and we're out. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we're missing the meaning of gathering as a community. Yeah. And so I think technology, to your point, is, is one of the main reasons for it. But then also there's the other side that I think we are getting very confused and, and getting fed in all these other ways from opinions from all these people that we, that we trust. And, and again, there's influencers, in there and like Joe Rogan is who he is for a reason. Like there's a lot of things that I really respect about Joe Rogan. But to put our mental health, our spiritual health all on Joe Rogan, that's – that's unhealthy for him. That's an unhealthy role yeah, he, for him. He would tell you you're an idiot if you Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but do we not? I mean, yeah. is he not yeah. thought of as that? Right. And so, again, I just think there's so much information when we're losing sight and it's detouring us. And, again, in my opinion, it's detouring us from the information that we really should be consuming. Yeah, yeah I've, I've told my wife this. I've told a bunch of people this recently. If I want to get a sermon, I can just throw on any number of people. Yeah, Tony Evans, Matt yeah. Chandler, Judah um, Smith, yeah, uh, Judas Craig Smith. Rochelle. I yeah. can just go to my phone. If I want a good sermon, I can just go to my phone. Yeah. If I want good worship, I can just go to my phone. Yeah. So to me, those two are irrelevant when it comes to church attendance for yeah. me. Yeah. And again, even through my struggles and my and my questions, and I still see church as a place, as you said, that I can go hang out with like minded individuals. Yeah. yeah. Again, maybe I'm questioning more than they are this whole faith thing and, and is there really a God and all that. Maybe I'm questioning all that, but it's still a positive place for me to be. 
Yeah. It's still a place of people that are like-minded. Yeah. It's still the best place for my kids to be hanging out, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, so for me, if, if you're going to church for a good sermon or a good worship, you're missing the boat on the whole point. It's exactly right. what you said. That's so right. now I will say we have replaced that community with other now you could argue, depending on your perspective, well, they're not as good of forms of community. But I think about my kids' soccer team, my kids' football team. Yeah. There's a lot of parents and people that I meet through those avenues. There's more sports now than ever yeah. for kids to, to be a part of. And now I can, f- I can find that community in other ways. Yeah. That's another thing about that I think is, is leading to less church tennis is yeah. where it used to be community. I'm going to go meet with people that are like-minded. Yeah. I, can, I can go find community other places too. Again, yeah. The argument is not whether those are good or bad. The argument is that they're there. Yeah. I can go find community sure. elsewhere. Okay. So that, that's the one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, again, you're exposed to different ideologies, different thoughts, different things that maybe you, than you thought before. Yeah. And somebody who grew up a completely different way than you. And they're yeah. going to make good points. There's been a lot of – I've learned a lot from atheists, to be, to be frank with you. Yeah. Sam Harris, I've learned a lot from him. He brings up some valid – discussion points and so now i'm like well i never really thought about that before okay so maybe that leads me to kind of walking away my second theory is as life becomes easier the need in quotes for religion becomes less yeah so think about what life looked like in 1970 1930 from 1930 to 1970 think about what life looked like great Mm -hmm. depression economic troubles wars after war after war you in that scenario you're gonna need the comfort of something bigger than yourself no doubt to get through those times and a lot of the times we turn to religion during those times of hardship yep as things get easier in our mind we think well i mean you know you're again you you practice this this quite often prayers are probably less Mm -hmm. again Shrugging off church attendance is probably less because life is good for you right now. But if you were struggling paycheck to paycheck, if, you know, your kids are in, you know, major sickness, you're going to rely on faith just naturally more because you, you, you need some comfort in those tough times. So to me, as life in America has gotten easier, just the feeling of a need for religion to me has decreased. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's dangerous. That's really, really dangerous. Uh, because one thing I really try to practice is gratitude and gratefulness for the easy times right now. We live in a really, really comfortable, easy time. And that becomes dangerous when it comes to your eternal pursuit, mm-hmm. right? We're pursuing because we are wired to pursue, 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 but we're pursuing things that, um, that, are per- that are perishable. Instead of pursuing something that is eternal, knowing that, look, this is, this is forever, and the re- I, can't, I can't create my own salvation by myself. And that's what we're doing is like, ah, I got it. I mean, really, because I, I, I don't have to put in relatively, I don't have to put in that much effort to, to make my life comfortable and nice because our surroundings are there and everything is there for us to be comfortable. So it's really dangerous when you're in a time like this. And again, I, I feel like we've said it a million times, right? Is good times create soft men. And, and that applies to faith. 
And that applies to like, hey, look, we're not pursuing, we're not pursuing our God that like has created this for us, has given us this opportunity, and thanking him for those times, right? We're not in the wilderness. We're not the 40 years out in the desert wandering right now. We're, I mean, for the most part, right? We're in paradise right now. Mm-hmm. But tests are coming, or they already are, they're here. And what is it going to be when it does hit the fan? Because it will hit the fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's two years from now, this next election cycle, is it 10 years from now? Is it our grandkids' time? Don't know. But it's coming, and something's coming. And where is our foundation going to be? Is it in ourselves? Because, guys, when it hits the fan, and whether we've run out of some sort of material resource that we've just blown, or there's an attack, there's a big war, there's something, then what? Yeah. What are you going to do to will this country into wherever it's going? So it's dangerous when it's good. And, and Dallas is one of those places that I always talk about. I love Texas. Love it. I love Dallas, but it's a dangerous place to be a Christian because it's kind of popular and it's easy. Mm-hmm. What about when it's hard? What about those people in China that are getting executed for their faith? What about those people in the Middle East that are getting executed because they're meeting in private overnight and reading the Bible? Like, that is true faith, and we're not tested here. So it's easy to be a Christian. It's easy to go say, oh, yeah, I go to this church and this, and you show up, and it's like, but then... Everything that you're doing outside of church is completely the opposite of what Jesus teaches us, right? So I, I agree. Um, it's easier, and we don't need God because it's not this, but we do more than ever. We really do. And the other thing, too, is I think uh, my next point, I think why church attendance is down, and it kind of goes back to the first point, information, is we are we are looking at the church very differently now than we have in in history because we hear about everything and we're labeling all churches because of the scandals that we're hearing about pastors and the you know we're hearing of this and and in in reality churches are run by people right the organization they're a little i mean churches are businesses and they're run by people so inevitably they're flawed so if, if we're putting all of, our, all of our money in the bank of these people, that is the representation of God, then we're going to be disappointed every single time. Mm-hmm. We're going to be bankrupt every single time if we're putting all of our money and stock into that because people are going to let us down. So what people are, are I think, more so than ever because we're hearing about it all, like you talked about earlier, barely had cable. You didn't hear about church scandal in New York. You didn't hear about a church scandal in in Seattle or California, you never knew about that. What you knew was your church and you knew your people, you knew your youth leaders, you knew your pastor, you knew all that. Now people are like, well, I'm not going to church. Like they're this, they're hypocrites or this. Yeah, everybody is. And you're hearing about these bad, really bad scandals, all these other places. And now you're assuming every church is like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think people are being turned off because we just hear about all this stuff. Like, I mean, there's a, there was a big thing uh, about the Village Church with Matt Chandler recently, right? Inappropriate um, messaging with a, uh, with a member of the church, a female member of the church. Matt's married. Um, we know Matt really well. We know the staff really well. It's been a really, really heavy time. He took a leave of absence from the church. 
you go back and you look at it, there is not, there's nothing in there that's like inappropriate crosses the line. What did, and, and he's admitted, is he has to hold himself to a higher standard. And just the fact that there was communication privately with a female, whatever the context was, a church pastor, it just gives a bad look, right? I know Matt, I know his heart, I know his marriage, I know his staff, I know his team, but people are looking at that and be like, oh my gosh, a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of, bunch of cheaters and liars, they're teaching us about God. God must be a hypocrite because he puts these people to run these churches and, and they're doing this? Nah, no thanks, not for me. And that's turning people away. But if you're actually there and you actually know Matt and you know his wife and you know Josh, one of the, uh, the associate pastor there that, that pretty much runs the church, I mean, you'd know that that's not the case and that's not what it is. You know that people are flawed. You know that people are going to make mistakes and they're going to sin and they're going to come short. They're going to come up short all the time. But if you're just making decisions on church based off of what you read in the media or what you hear on social media, you're missing out because, again, it's the community aspect of it and going in and connecting physically. And not every single church is, is going to be that mega scandal, right? That the Joel, the Joel Austins that you know, make millions and millions and millions of dollars. And you're like, what? what? That's not... That's not what your everyday neighborhood community church is. And so we're just lumping in all churches into what we see on these bad examples. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's, a, there's attacks from the devil. There's attacks from people, like, trying to discredit churches, trying to do all these things. But until you go in and you connect and you're actually, you actually are a part of it, it's really it's unfair to make that decision without doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, um, and again, we, there's, there's more theories and reasons out there. The last one we'll, we'll talk about today. Uh, I know I am, and, and it feels like culture in general is becoming more socially liberal. And what I mean by that is traditional values and thoughts, um, they maybe aren't as adhered to as they used to be. When I, when I mean traditional values, things like your drinking, drugs, your sexual preference, all those types of things that growing up you were taught, don't do this, don't do that. All the rules that church had for you. As I grow up, I'm like, it's nearly not that big of a deal to, to have a drink on a Saturday night. Like, who, you're having one drink, who cares? Or, you know, um, hom- the homosexual debate, right? Mm-hmm. Church says homosexuality is a sin. You know, those people are bad. They're going to hell for acting on that sin. Yeah. I completely disagree with that as I've gotten older. And so I think as we become more socially liberal and, and maybe relax our stance on some of these hard and fast rules, I think some people look at the church and say, well, that all, that's where all the rules are. I don't want the rules like that. I don't want those traditional, you know, tell me what I can and can't do. I'm going to go do my own thing, still live a morally, you know, driven life, still be good to people. Yeah. I'm just not going to be as strict as maybe the, the church of Christ that I grew up in. So potentially, I think that's one of the things that's maybe driving people away is, is the rules and the, th- and the traditions and the you know, hard, fast stance on all these social dilemma issues. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, and especially, you know, certain denominations and then really even their experience of church as a kid, um, they're, they're still holding on to those things, right? Yeah, like 
dancing with a girl before you're married is yeah. evil. You're going to hell. Like what? Like, <laughs> and again, people are flawed. People are taking people are taking interpretations and making it their own. Yeah, and that's where it does get dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's why I would just encourage you, if you are like, man, I don't know, just the churches I've been to, like the teaching, I don't know, is like go find sound teaching. Like do some research on like, okay, who is actually teaching sound not their opinion because right right now there's there's two trains of thought there's not there's three but the two polar the two polar ideologies are hey we're going to make the bible about us and we're going to teach this feel good prosperity type of preaching where it's like hey i'm going to take this one verse and i'm going to do a whole sermon on how you apply that to your family and your work and your this like yeah there's some truth to that like, yes, like, that's great, but it's like this feel good, and we're going to make, we're going to leave today, and we're going to be fired up because we did good, because this verse said we did good. Like, I don't know if that's all the way realistic either, right? It's like, it's like going to work, and, um, and you put together a project, this trash. It's, aw- it's awful. You did it the night before at midnight, and you didn't do a good job, and you threw it together, and your boss is like, you know what? I love the font that you did. You're doing awesome. The font you used is the best font ever. That's so good. So proud of you. You know what? Here's a bonus. Good job. Keep doing it. So I, what I think that is, that's reinforcing, that's reinforcing um, like half-ass effort. You know what I mean? And half-ass dedication. And, and that's, that's not healthy either because that's not, that's not, being, that's not getting you better. That's not getting you strong in your faith. That's not bringing you closer. That's not teaching you. And then the other side of it is the legalistic, like Old Testament type teaching, where if you're in an elevator with a woman, you're you're a sinner. If if you actually look at a woman, you're a sinner. If you're a woman and you talk to a man, you're a sinner. Like there's all of that side of it too. Mm-hmm. You, woman, women, if you if you wear anything but a dress to your ankles. You are creating lust. And women, your only job is to serve your, your husband and your household. And that's all you're supposed to do. Like, that's not what the Bible says. Like, that's what maybe parts of it. And that's where sentences, and that's where it's really dangerous too, right? Is you're taking little snippets over here. But also over here, like, the verse in the Bible that says, you know, women shall serve your husband. Some men take that as like, you are my servant. You serve me. Your job is to do this, this, and this. Read the rest of the verse. Yeah. Don't just pick and choose what applies to you. But that legalistic approach is really, I think, can be really dangerous too. And then it can even get to that extremist side where now you've got racist churches and you've got hate-promoting hate churches because of we're not reading. Like, it's funny. The New Testament, people just skip right to the New Testament, right? Because that's kind of more of the, like, the feel-good, realistic. But there's a reason, right? The gospel is the good news. Like, that's what the gospel means. It's good news. So, yes, we need to read that. We need to understand the history. We need to understand the context, how we got to Jesus. All the things that we screwed up in the Old Testament. I mean, the, the, the Hall of Fame of the Bible, the Davids, the Solomons, the Abrahams, the Moses, right? All of them screwed up. At some point, we need to learn from that. And then now, here is, I mean, the New Testament is is all about our sanctification, our grace, our mercy, all these things that we were given. 
that those in the Old Testament didn't have an opportunity to have. And so, yes, it's great to read those, but it's like some of these legalistic churches, it's like, do you forget the whole part about Jesus? Yeah. Do you forget about that he want, he hung out with prostitutes? He hung out with tax collectors? He hung out with murderers? He hung out, like those were his people. Those were the people that he hung out and chose to be with. And so then for you to act like you're too good now for those people, or yeah, those people are less than you, like that's idiotic. Mm-hmm. So again, you see the both of those polar, like there's a lot of churches on the one side that are like, feel good, feel good, feel good, feel good. And don't wanna don't wanna preach about accountability or don't wanna teach about some of the hard like lessons and addiction and talking about, hey, listen, like there are things, there are fundamental truths that we stand for and that we believe that the Bible teaches. But overall, it's not our job to hate somebody, to put somebody down, to not love somebody, to not accept somebody. You are not the judge, jury, and executioner. Like That's not your job. Your job is to love. That's it. There's too many, there's too many churches, I think, that are on the feel good, feel good, feel good. And then where I where I we're drawn to, and I love about our church, and we had Jamin on the show, we're going through the wisdom uh, wisdom series, is is there's there's truth and teaching that sometimes is hard to hear, but it's done with love so that you can escape the bondage of of sin and all those things, right? Because again, when we're doing these things, when we're when we're lying, when we're cheating, when we're doing things, tell me that you feel good. Somebody here that does those things, after you do those, tell me you feel good. Like that bondage is not, we're not intended to live with that weight on our shoulders. So it takes truth. It takes, it does take principles and character and morality to, to live those things out to get that freedom, right? So teaching that, but then is also teaching the good news that like, doesn't matter. Like, if, it, if a homosexual is sitting in the front row, we're not going to kick him out. We want him to know Jesus. We want him to love, we want him to love the God that we love. We want him to know those things. And you're welcome. There's, there's, that's where I'm, I, the homosexuality thing you brought up, and we may have to do an episode. It's going to be a really hard episode, <laughs> but we may have to do an episode on that because that's hard. That's a really hard topic. But it doesn't matter. Like, we are called to love Murderers, cheaters, I mean, just people that are evil, right? That's what we're called to do. And, and to shun somebody, to reject somebody, to not let somebody in, or, or they're not good enough because of something they've done. Guess what? If I pulled the shade back from, from your life and look, looked in your closet, yeah. you'd feel the same. You, they would think about you the same way. Yeah. We're all, we all fall short. But I think to your point, a lot of people aren't going because, oh, the rules, 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 rules. Well, those, the, the rules that are taught truthfully from, from the Bible, when they're taught in a way how, as Jesus intended, those rules create freedom. It's, it's the same thing with discipline with working out, right? It's, it's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it, it, it's not the easy way to go. But ultimately, if you are focusing on your fitness and wellness, it creates freedom. Freedom to be active, freedom to feel good, freedom to sleep, freedom to be productive, 
freedom, mental freedom. I mean, all of those things that come with fitness. It's the same thing. If you're practicing rules and putting things in place that, hey, maybe restrict some of the bad things that may be even popular right now, and if you're protecting yourself from those things, that does ultimately create freedom. Yep. And again, a whole other topic, but I agree. There's a lot of people that aren't going to church just because they feel like, oh, those rules and you're hypocrites and I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I also think it's misguided to think that the church is the only place for moral nourishment. Meaning, well, now your perspective is no matter what, yeah, that's where these principles are coming from. But I'm just saying I can point to plenty of examples, not personally, but plenty of examples of people out there that have nothing to do with faith but are living morally yeah. uh, appropriate lives, doing a lot of good the, the in the world. The problem morally appropriate life is that's a sliding scale that changes that changes whatever the day is right morally in the 18 well, in the 1800s yeah. right morally right it's not okay it wasn't okay to do certain things that totally is fine now mm-hmm. right so that's a sliding scale and that's the problem is there's no there's no foundational truth that stands the test of time when you're just speaking morally and i don't think yes like Church, I don't think, is, like, the only place you can get moral coaching. And, and in fact, I would argue that, like, the church, that's not what they're saying. The, the ones that are teaching sound, they have sound teaching, is it's, like, being moral doesn't, doesn't create salvation for you. That, that, that's not how you get into heaven. So then I would argue, if that's your perspective, that uh-huh. I don't have to go to church to get my moral bearing, yeah. why would I go to church? Well, because, because you are doing those things, you are treating people those ways— not out of obligation, not out of uh, following rules, not out of fear, but you're doing that out of gratitude. Like, I get to love on somebody else. I get to treat someone well. I get to treat myself well. I get to treat my kids well, my spouse well, those people around me. I get to do that because I've been given the ultimate grace. And that's yeah. a different perspective. It's like going out, and I told, I spoke at Salina, and this last thing, I know we got to wrap up. I spoke at um, Salina's homecoming little rally deal a few weeks back, which was an unbelievable experience just because being a part of a community up there um, is completely different. I mean, there was like 8,000 people at this rally that started at 9 o'clock at night out on the field. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I was talking to these kids, and, of course, I winged the whole thing because I came in with a plan and I winged the whole thing, which is what I do, uh, is I'm just looking around, and honestly, I was choked up, and I was like, when you play this game, and you play out of obligation because your dad wanted to, your coach wanted to. You play at a completely different level there than you do when you play the game because you get to play the game. And you get to go go to war for your brother next to you. And you get to go play a game with that logo on your helmet that represents your community. You get to. It's a completely different, completely. When it comes down to crunch time and it's fourth and one, three seconds left on the clock, you've got to score to win the game. If you're going out there like, oh, man, if I don't get this, man, I'm going to get in trouble. Or, heck, yeah, I get to do this. This is what it's all about. Like, I'm, I get to. No matter what, my coach is still going to love me. My parents are still going to love me. My community is still going to love me. But I get to do this, and I want to do it for them. That's a completely different motivation than doing it out of, man, I, uh, if I don't get this, man, I'm going to get in so much trouble and I'm going to be shunned. Completely different. Like, completely different motivation. That, to me, is kind of a maybe a bad example, but an example of faith. I get to do these things because I've been forgiven 
for coming up short every single day of my life. Yeah. So yeah, that's where the morality comes from, out of gratitude, not yeah. obligation. And again, I, I think you can appreciate that that's your perspective. That's, 100%. that's where you come from. But there's a lot of people that completely disagree 100%. and say, I can go serve people. Yeah. I can go do a lot of good in this world without ever stepping foot into a church service. You 100% can. And so I think, I think that, and again, not necessarily that, that I agree or disagree, I think, but that's potentially what's leading to people away from the church is knowing, okay, I can get all these things outside. Yeah. Why would I want to go spend an hour, three hours on a Sunday yeah. morning? Yeah, but doing if, that? If, if morality is in this life is your only goal, then yeah, for sure. Well, but you got to remember there's people that completely disagree that there even is a God of existence at all. And, and, and so if I don't think that there's even a God, and I think that this life is all that there is to live, yeah. and nothing really happens when we're done, yeah. well, then I'm going to choose to spend that time doing the things that I think are right. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of examples of people that are, we would call doing great things that completely disregard this whole afterlife and is their life after death. Yeah. So they're going to be coming at this discussion from a completely different perspective. That's right. And again, that's potentially why people are walking away from churches because they're thinking, I can still get these good things yeah. outside of the church. And, and again, I, I, whether I disagree or agree with them, I don't know. That's what I'm still trying to discover. None of us, I think you've helped me realize that we're never going to have the perfect answer, no, the right answer. we're not. We're not. Um, I just want to make sure that we're not totally, you know, disregarding that there's other ways to go about and live what I would call a good life. Yeah, and, and I totally agree. And the, the big question of do I think that there's a God, right, that's, that's a separate, that's a different conversation. We'll talk about that next week. Yes, that's a, that's a <laughs> totally different conversation. And, and everyone's got to go through their journey and right. figure that out themselves. Um, because if, if you're sitting here and you're an atheist and I say, yes, there is a God, you're like, how do you know? We would just go around and around oh in circles and never. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's, there's unbelievable, unbelievable, like, scientists that are atheists that are like, no way. Mm-hmm. And there's unbelievable scientists that the science is pointed yep. to a higher being. You can find God. evidence for both. You really can. <laughs> and so it, it, it ultimately is a heart decision. And, and I believe as, as people, and again, we're talking about this next week, as people, we can point there, but we can't convince you. We're not the one that's going to do a heart change, right? And that's what, like, I think evangelists, like, there's this high of, like, getting somebody to, like, get to know God and get to know the good news and all that stuff. And like they, they've come to Christ and they've been saved and all these things like there's that high and there's an ego associated with that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I brought them to God. I saved them. And that's like your parents are missionaries, right? Their, their sole job was to spread the gospel to areas that have not known Jesus. Right. And I'm not saying your parents are this way, but there's evangelists that are like, yeah, I saved a thousand people at this conference today. It's like, did you, you're the one that, physically got them to come to this conference? Yes, like you shared all the, all, the only thing that you did was share a message that allowed them to open up yeah. for, for God to reach them, in my opinion, yeah. okay? So I'm not gonna convince an atheist if he's like, Mm-mm, yeah. no chance. It doesn't, that's not, and that's not a burden that I should or can ever carry because it's not up to me. Right. Yeah, one of the things that's, that's I think, given me the best perspective in this journey of mine that I've come along is I'm somebody that likes verifying and, and facts and data. I'm somebody that likes to, to have the answers. What I've come to realize, and you've helped me realize this, and other conversations helped me realize this, by definition, 
Faith means yeah. I have to be okay with abandoning yeah. verifiable truth. Yeah. Right? Now, you could point to the Bible or, or somebody that I, I had a discussion. No, these are facts. But the reality is that's our human mind saying, I want to verify this. I want facts. I want, I want the truth. Uh-huh. If you have faith, by definition, you have, are you're, you're abandoning an unobjectifiable truth. Yeah. Because there is no test. There is no hypo, there is no. It's not like science where you can test these things. There's no test for if there's a God or not. It's faith. And so that's helped me along this this questioning path that I'm on, which is, hey, I'm never going to have a hundred percent answer here. Yeah. So at some point, I'm just going to have to take that leap. Yeah, I would say, I would say, there's not a hundred percent on paper. I think individuals will say that they have the hundred percent answer because of an experience they've had, right? Anecdotal connection. Yep. yep. Right. That's that's specific to them. Um, but then you look at them, you're like, how do I know that that's actually and and why? Well, yeah. And at the same time, I've also come to realize like. What, what's the point in arguing that? Like, Tyler, if something happened, yeah. you, like say a family member got healed from a disease, yeah. you're going to attribute that 100% that was God yeah. that came in and healed. What's the point of me arguing that? What, yeah. what good does that yeah. do? If, even if I don't believe that, yeah, what right. good does that do trying to argue with you and that's, that it was God or it was just and that that's nature or what it was? Like, Gosh. what does it matter at the end of the day? And that's where what you we get so wrapped up right yeah. now. Yeah. It's it's like, e- I think you nailed it. It's ego. It is. It's me wanting the ego it's of you need to believe what I believe. Exactly. Like you need to I want to be right. You need to wrong. know the truth yeah. that I believe is the truth. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's like your truth. The problem is, is this whole your truth, it's turned into like your truth, but then it needs to be everybody else's truth right. too. Right. Like because you believe it, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole liberal side of of the aisle is like, oh no, we have these ideologies. It's these people are turning this into, you know, socialism and, and it's the end of democracy and all this. Don't buy into those free thing, your truth, but actually it's our truth. Yeah. Like it needs to be exactly what we say and you need to do everything that we need to do. You need to be vaccinated. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like, well, you're now making your truth, everybody's truth. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a problem is like, why? If, yeah. if, Look, I'm going to share information, and, and I'm going to, I'm, me personally with faith, I'm going to share the gospel, and I'm going to share what, what has made a, a massive, massive um, difference in my life, the biggest difference in my life. But all I can do is just share it, but I'm not going to convince yeah. you. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're not the type of person that's going to say you're wrong, you're no. stupid, you're dumb. No. And on the other side, you know, as an atheist, you know, somebody who's an atheist— they if they're they're wasting their time trying to spend all their time proving to you, yeah. Tyler, why yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, just let the ego down yeah. in that scenario. Like you said, you're going to share because of the impact that it's made on your life, yeah. and that's awesome. That's it, right? Yep. That's all that you can do. Mm-hmm. And so we get these caught up in these ego fights of, well, I'm wrong and I'm going to prove it to you, or I'm right and I'm going to prove it to you by this, and you're wrong and I'm going to prove it to you by this. Yeah, and then we get into this never ending cycle of because again, that's. By definition, faith is believing in something yeah. that you can't verify as true. The reason that the founding fathers in our Constitution said freedom of speech, freedom of religion, is because it's the opposite of how we're living it out today. Mm. Is Look, you have the choice, and we're going to create a country that allows all of it. Yeah. Right? You, It's your choice. Now, as a country... Unfortunately, we, the further we get away from that... Yes. By time, by, yeah. by linear time, unfortunately, yeah. the further time goes... Yeah the more we get away from that because yeah. it's not as real to us anymore. Yeah. We weren't there when the country was founded. Yeah. 
And you, yeah, you're exactly right. Those yeah. those basic principles we're getting away from. Yeah. Because time, you know, time heals all things. Yeah. In this scenario, it's not a good healing. That's right. <laughs> so what I'm saying so. is, is like, look, I, I don't. <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I don't understand about like Islam. Um, there's a lot of things I don't understand about Mormonism. There's a lot of things. But guess what, guys? If you want to create influence, just make more babies. <laughs> just make a bunch more babies. Christianity, we're falling behind when yeah. it comes to that. It's like, look, everybody has a choice, but if if you want to, you know, I'm, I'm totally joking because there's a lot of people that should not be just having babies to have babies. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a movie breakdown of Idiocracy. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay, go watch Idiocracy. That's your that's your that's your birthday present to me. <laughs> is go watch Idiocracy and tell me. That our country is not that right yeah, now. Yeah, there. You know Ari Shafir. Do you know that as a comedian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, famous. Uh, he's a he's a Jew. Jewish faith, and uh, he just released a special. And if you're if you're a religious person, you'll be offended the whole time. So just warn you going in. <laughs> but he does make fun of. He said like all these different religions. There's like one thing on these religions. You know, like Hindu and all that. But he said, Christian, there's like 33 different flavors of Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. he said, well, we believe Jesus carried the cross on his shoulder, and you believe Jesus carried the cross, and he drug it on the ground. <laughs> so there's so many different <laughs> Christian religions. There's just a funny yeah. – anyway. Yeah, yeah. Th- these are more discussions we'll have yeah. uh, next week. But, again, when we started this conver- this discussion and talked about what we want to have, I had a perspective. Yeah. And just in two weeks, yeah. I've already – my thinking's already evolved. Yeah. Based on some things that you said, based on conversation, like my, I've had multiple conversations with my oldest brother about this type of things. So he's kind of going through the same thing. So it's just really cool how in just a matter of a few weeks, my perspective's already changed because I'm open to it. Yeah. And I'm willing to hear. Now, that doesn't mean you're just flapping in the wind and you just take everybody's yeah, opinion. Yeah. And you, That's right. Right? But you are open. I am open to these things, and you've helped me so much already in these. And we haven't even had the hard conversation well, and I, yet. And I'm a, and I'm we a, haven't even had the, the big know, one the, yet. the hard one. And I'm an idiot when it comes to stuff. Like, imagine having a conversation with someone that actually, like, knows knows what they're talking about, right? right, that, right. that is educated and is studied on yeah. either side of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not that. So if that's what you're looking for, there's there's plenty of other good resources. But hopefully these conversations at least open you up, like I said, different trains of thought. Different ideas. Explore it for yourself. That's mm. the ultimate goal here yep. is, is better yourself through these discussions. Go do research yourself. Go have our conversations with your friends, family, other people, yourself. Yeah. Again, we don't have all the answers, and that's part of it. Yep. We're not going right. to have all the answers. We can't tell you 100%. So it's about discovering this for yourself. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you have a great rest of your Thursday, a great weekend. Come see us this Sunday. Come on. Darren signed autographs. We mentioned it yesterday. Darren signed autographs at 2 o'clock. Game starts at 325. We'll be at the league. Tyler, Darren, myself watching you know the I'm game. Be, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to is I'm looking forward to that drive up. I always love our drive yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to throwing back a couple of Jocko Go <laughs> energy drinks. Getting, getting hyped up for I'm the just game. Just getting hyped. With some discipline like go. My pre, I've, I've walked through my pre-workout regimen with you yeah. when I used to play. I'm about to do the same. Yeah. I'm about to do two Jockos. I'm going to do a five-hour oh, energy it. And I'm gonna be high. I love it. If you wanna, if you wanna do the same, H E B, your local H E B, Vitamin Shop or JockoFuel.com. Yeah, why don't you swing by the Frisco one on the way to come pick me up after you guys meet at the star? Get a six, get a six get, pack, get a sixer, <laughs> get a sixer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, appreciate y'all. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week.